We've done it again. <laughs> it never gets old. I do like listening to that theme song. <laughs> We've done it again, and we've started another episode of this thing. So hello, everybody, and welcome to The Thing. Whatever the hell this is. This is Nostalgia Entertainment System, a podcast, if you didn't know. The 15th one, in fact. This sounds like you hate this podcast, the way you're introducing us. Uh, I guess to peel back the curtain, Paul and I just recorded last week's episode. We're doing a back-to-back. Yep. Two in a row. Bang, bang. Bing, bong. Ding, dong, bing, bong, baby. Ding, dong, it's the Carol of the Bells. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well... Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Movie Christ Month. Movie, movie, TM, TM, TM. Movie, movie, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Uh, I should put in a thunderclap for that one. Oh, there we go. Just like the old Count. Kind of a Muppet. Not a real Muppet. A Muppet adjacent. Yeah, I'm always kind of confused as to what, what to call them, because they're like Henson creatures. I think they're puppets. But they were designed in the Henson Workshop. Does that is that what makes them a Muppet? I don't know. They're not quite a mop, and they're not quite a puppet. <laughs> Speaking of cromulent things. <laughs> How cr- that was a cromulent reference right there. Sure was. Today we're joined by a guest. Another guest for Hi. Movie Christ Month. It's me, Abby. <laughs> it's our friend, Abby Ryan. <laughs> Hi, Abby. Hey. And welcome to this show. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being on it. Yeah. I will say you guys are going to make this cromulent reference, and I still don't know what the word means, so I apologize for that. Uh, it's a Simpsons reference. Ah, I, yes. Classic. I get, it, I get it confused with Quidgibo. Oh, the word that <laughs> Bart invents for Scrabble. Yeah, so there, I get it confused with that. Oh. But I think the, the, the clip that it's used in is where Lisa's teacher and Bart's teacher are talking with each other and i think someone maybe says a fake word and then lisa's teacher said i don't know what's wrong with that it's a perfectly cromulent word <laughs> i think i don't so really know the context but cromulent is a synonym for fine yeah interesting yeah. all right i don't know good to know Something. that was a cromulent explanation thank you quid you <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh, boy but so as as of this recording Abby, you are our farthest guest oh my because gosh. you are on the East Coast, a world in which <laughs> miles away. A world in which Paul and I have no familiarity. Well, you, you've been to the East Coast. I have never been to the East Coast. Paul, I've you've been, been to the East Coast one time. That's one time more than me. I saw the Atlantic Ocean. We could talk all about that all day. Yeah, I mean, love that. Yeah. Where, where on the East Coast? Uh, I went to Pennsylvania and then Delaware. Ah, the two shining beacons of <laughs> East Coast life. <laughs> oh, yeah. If the East Coast was a crown, Delaware and Pennsylvania would be the jewels in the very front. Mm-hmm. And then you've got yes. your New Yorks, your Floridas. I, I don't even know the other states because I, I don't <laughs> yeah. count them. They're not noteworthy. You mm-hmm. got to you gotta talk about the land of, what is it, brotherhood and friendship, which is <laughs> Pennsylvania and the first state. They're very, it's very serious that they were the first state in Delaware. So, oh, yeah. Well, not to, not to discount where you are from, which is Maryland, the land of crabs, Maryland. as I like to call it. <laughs> I did have crabs yesterday. No, two days ago. Oh, yeah. I, I thought this was the start of a very different story. For a moment. Like, You're just really coming out of the gate there with this crab story. Okay. Very open. There, about are, things, my life. there are two things that I know about Maryland that I've learned from Abby. Uh, and those two things are they like crabs and they like their flag. 
Yes. The most horrendous flag in the world. But it's it's one of those things they always say, like, if something gets bad enough, it comes back around to being good. We're very serious about the Maryland flag. Um, we have it on everything. Wait, I want to see what this looks like. Will you show me on your iPad? I will Josh? show you on mm-hmm. my Apple iPad. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. <laughs> yeah, I'm trademarking Apple iPad as a, as a phrase. <laughs> it's crazy because they forgot to do it. <laughs> Big oversight on Steve Jobs' part. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Paul, here is... Uh... Will you put it landscape so it looks more like a real flag? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. There you it's go. It's got to be an immersive experience. Oh, my it's God. Two... <laughs> it's two different crests put together. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as wow. you can see, here's one with a crab. Oh, that would be uh-huh. cool. And then here is it uh-huh. on various... Uh, a, there's a bodysuit. There's some pants. There's some <laughs> leggings. Honestly, as yep. with the crab, that looks great. And as pants, that also looks pretty Now, cool. what about this blazer? Yeah, I'd wear that. There's <laughs> a blazer. Are you sure you're not from Maryland? <laughs> I guess maybe not. I don't it's know what things. Here's, a, here's, another, here's another cool thing. And Abby, you'll have to tell me if I'm... Is Old Bay from Maryland? Yep. Ah, there is a... Uh, it's not loading now, of course. Can I zoom in on this and then bring it up? To, <laughs> here, here's, a, here's a really cool... Old Bay shirt. Oh, oh no. a nice patterned Old Bay shirt. Uh-oh. Amazing. I've broken it. Sorry, Paul. I Josh. feel like I can smell it from here. <laughs> there it is. Old Bay. I feel like my parents had a very old tin of Old Bay in the in mm-hmm. the cupboard. I don't think oh, they yeah. ever used it for anything. I just remember like, here's this. Do you put it on everything? It's, Isn't that their slogan? I don't. Yes. So most people in Maryland do put it on everything. We actually like, you know how in high school you would have your like salt and pepper shakers? Well, we would have salt and pepper in Old Bay and it would always go on like the fries and and some people would put it on their burgers. Like it was it was the third seasoning. Mm, So I'm okay with it. It's it's not something I go out of my way to put on things. See. Wow. I'm kind of hungry now. That honestly, <laughs> sort of thinking about the third seasoning there. And now I'm just like ready to go for, for din din. Mm. Yeah, it's a very savory, like solid flavor. Oh, I love. And if you like seafood, it's like it's in like you always just think of Old Bay and seafood. So wow, that sounds great. I gotta get me some Old Bay. It's available. Wow, it's available. Their slogan: It's available. <laughs> it's available. <laughs> it's available. Put it on everything. Wow. Yep. Abby, we've had, we have you on this episode, particularly because this episode is releasing the week of Christmas, and as I understand oh, it, perfect. you are somewhat of a holiday enthusiast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I personally am a holiday enthusiast, but I was also raised this way, so I have this just lifetime worth of holiday <laughs> traditions and like just ground into my being that I need to be excited about holidays, and Christmas is, you know, obviously the apex of all of that. I guess kind of going into that, what uh did you what what fun or unique like holiday traditions did you have in the old Maryland household? <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. It's not one tradition, and I think this is the thing, like each of the different traditions themselves are like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's the fact that it's like several days worth of very specific things, like almost down to we have to schedule the traditions in. 
So starting with actually, um, I'm never home for this anymore, but this weekend we're going to the, uh, the tree farm to cut down our tree. Um, and it's just the thing me and my family all do together every year. We all go, we, you know, traverse the farm for what feel, it felt like as a kid, it was five hours of just walking around <laughs> trees and my mother being like, no, that's not good enough. That one has a crooked stump. This <laughs> Whoa, one has, has two things on the top and we need just one for the star. So yeah, that's that's the first one, which I don't think is too weird. How How big of a tree are we talking about here? Oh, I mean, our house isn't very big. So I mean, I'm so bad at judging, but just like a normal like six foot. Oh, okay. Mm. Tree, six and a half foot. A person it was a very, like, normal tree. I see. It's interesting but, that it's a tree farm. You said you were, you were cutting them down at this tree farm? Oh, yeah. You go there with a good old saw. You, normally, you bring your own saw, because if you have to borrow a saw from the tree farm, like, who oh. even are you? No, that's... You, don't, you don't deserve to have a tree. <laughs> that's taboo. I get it. I just... Yeah, yeah. I always think of, like, a tree farm as a place to go where... Like that's where like they already have the trees cut down and ready for you. And then if you go cut down a tree, you're just like going out into the woods somewhere hoping you don't get, you know, meet a wolf or something like that. I think that makes sense. I think that makes more sense uh, over in the West where there aren't people everywhere. And I'm Mm. from a relatively rural place. But if there's not like a city there, it is farmland. So you're not going to just be able to walk out into the wilderness and find a tree. You don't want to just go... You don't want to just go cut down a farmer's tree that he's been growing <laughs> no. all year. No, and and stupidly, like I live on 130 acres of land, so I, sh- you know, we should have had trees just growing. Like we could have saved ourselves like forty dollars, but you know, there's these places and they grow them, and that's their whole deal. So it's tradition. You got to go somewhere else. It's it's tradition. <laughs> it's tradition. Wow. Uh, anything I else? Think- Any other fun things that you would? You would do. I mean, if this is ingrained, there's got to be. Yeah. Oh, no, there's more. Tons of stuff, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So then there's a little bit of uh, kind of downtime. And then starting on December 23rd is when we start like the full, like really hitting it hard. So the 23rd is what we call our progressive dinner night. Uh, So I have. An extended family that all lives pretty close together and we get around, get together with each other a lot. Um, So the progressive dinner night is when me and my three brothers and their significant others and their children, we all get together and we have different parts of the meal at different people's houses and we open presents at those houses. So someone has appetizers, someone has the main course, someone has desserts, um, and the big fun thing that night is we all have to sit down at some point and listen to Barbara Streisand's Jingle Bells. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important. And if you've never heard Barbara Streisand's Jingle Bells, it's beautiful. Wow, I got to put that on <laughs> I my, don't, I don't think my I Christmas have. playlist. I'll, uh, I'll put it in the break. That's how we'll break to the break. You're just going to put a full, a full song in there? Uh, no, part of it. <laughs> I think you'll very quickly find the spot that you really need to put in there. Um, It's not very long, but you have to be like emotionally ready for it. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm I'm emotionally ill ill prepared for many things. So we'll find out. We'll find out if we're Uh, ready. 
She'll hate me for saying this, but one of my sister-in-laws always has to take a bathroom break before going because she's like, I'm going to laugh so hard while this is happening. Oh, that took a different turn than I thought it would. I didn't think it would be a funny song. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. No, it's very funny. Okay. Mm. Jingle Bells like you've you've never heard it before. Interesting. I don't think I've ever peed my pants because I was laughing too hard. You have thrown up, though. (laughs) I, I throw up. Yeah. No, I do throw up if I laugh too hard. That is easy to happen, but I've never peed my pants. That happened in like the first month I met you. The throwing up, not the pee pants. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which is worse, (laughs) but it's one of those things where if there's any risk at all, you probably want to avoid it. That's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Mm, All right. I'll keep that in mind. I was just kind of subtly trying to see if you guys had done it before. But uh doesn't look like it. either that or you're not going to share these stories on a podcast for thousands of strangers to potentially hear. Thousands. I would. I wish. I know. I'm, I'm thinking big. I'm thinking big. Good. Someone. One of us needs to. I, I should say ones of strangers. <laughs> you could say tens. What? You could say tens. Tens. Tens of strangers. Tens of strangers. Tens is pretty good. <laughs> that feels good. Um, is there anything like distinct after after having like lived in Montana for? a number of years is there anything like distinct between like east coast and west coast christmas because that's something i've been a little curious about like i don't know i don't know is there anything like that's very like this is definitely like you only find this on the east coast does santa have a new york accent or boston oh, no <laughs> no i think santa wouldn't get away with a new york accent around here we're basically the south um <laughs> It's bad. Um, I mean, I was going to say that, like, one of the really nice things is being able to go to New York and see the tree at Rockefeller Center. That's super fun. I think there's just more of that general, like, I don't know, going going places, going to cities and seeing the stuff because everything's close by. Like, you can get to Baltimore and Washington and Philadelphia and New York and all of these places and, and do that all within a Christmas season. Um, so that's very fun. I don't know for... Uh, Montana was like driving around to see everyone's lights a thing. Oh yeah. My, my parents, my mom, especially like, like up until probably like last year, we had done that every, every Christmas. We like get in my parents' minivan and drive around and God, it's for when I, for a long time, I hated it, but I still don't love it. But now I get more joy out of it just because of how happy it makes my mom. Like I can kind of appreciate that. But I, I would never do it on my own. The same experience when by the time I was like 12, I was like, Dad, why do we have to do this? Why do I have to sit in a car with everybody? <laughs> so dumb. And we would never decorate our own house because we were too far. Like my driveway is three quarters of a mile off the main road. So you can't even see anything back at our house. Um, so we couldn't even decorate our own. Same here. Not yeah. not for that reason, but we were just lazy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, my, my I mean, my parents lived in my parents still decorated the house, I think, just because my mom liked it. Um, mm-hmm. But we lived in like or we they still live in a not dense neighborhood. However, it is starting to get built up when I went to I visited my parents this summer and the field that was across the road from their house, which used to just be like a grazing field for some cattle. There's a house like directly across from my parents now. Whoa. And it is jar- like, I, it was so jarring, like driving home and seeing like, there's a mailbox next to our mailbox. And then just seeing like, oh, there's a, there's a fucking house here. It's, it's wild. 
So I don't know, maybe, maybe more Christmas lights will start to show up, but I also, I always feel like there were never any good neighborhoods where mm. everyone like really goes all out. You got to find those rich people neighborhoods. That's I don't think we, I don't think go. we knew where those were. <laughs> ours, ours were always like on like the outskirts of Helena. So it'd be like, you have to drive like a good 20 minutes and then you find like all the people who are like really into yeah Christmas light decorations. Mm. Not unlike the people in this movie that we watched. How the Grinch Not Christmas. Unlike <laughs> Not unlike them at all. <laughs> and I remember there was always one house that um, always had Santa like falling off the roof in some way. And boy, when I was like nine, that was the funniest shit I'd ever seen. <laughs> it's like, look, Santa's falling off the roof. That's hilarious. And I, boy, I loved it. It was such a unique joke at that point. You've oh, never yeah. seen it happen. Oh, yeah. Now when you go in that same loop, there's like three of them. Yep. Ridiculous. Get your own material, guys. <laughs> yeah, there's so much Christmas stuff out there. Why does every Santa have to be falling? You could get like a reindeer falling, maybe. You should Just reuse. A twist. You could reuse your 12-foot Home Depot skeleton you got from Halloween. Yes. There make needs it, to be more of that. Make it a Jack skeleton. We don't do yeah. enough holiday blending in this country, you know? Very true, yeah. <laughs> you could have like a scary turkey in a Santa outfit. Yeah, I mean, I you might as October 1 through, like, the end of January should just be one month. Yeah. Dude, if the department... Why... If the department stores had their way, <laughs> I think <laughs> that's what would happen. Someone somewhere is like, yes, they finally have said this. <laughs> we can do it. They got permission. Okay. That's... That, <laughs> that could be smart. <laughs> so, oh, no. Then you'll really have that lousy smarch weather. Ugh. Another cromulent reference. Anyway. <laughs> Love um, that. Uh, I, do, I don't want to not talk about the Christmas room. This yeah, is that's, that's, that's where I was going to. Oh, yeah, in this <laughs> this group text, they just started casually throwing around this thing called the Christmas room. And I am very, yes. very eager to hear about I, it. I, I vaguely remember because you, you had talked about the Christmas and Christmas before on mm -hmm. our friend Matt Gatos's podcast. I love it. Um, yep. was it about, was it specifically about Christmas? Yeah. I mean, okay. I think we talked a little about other holidays, but mostly Christmas. Yeah. Um, and yeah. in that you meant, and I think we had talked about it before, but there is a Christmas room in your grandmother's house. Yes. Yeah. So that's the December 24th, Christmas Eve is when the entire family gets together. And the whole purpose of this is because that is when the the sacred Christmas room opens. It's a room <laughs> off the, yes, it's off what used to be a living room in my grandmother's house that never gets opened except for one night a year. And it is like the big thing growing up is like, it almost felt like there was like a time release on this door because <laughs> you knew you had to like go and have dinner. You had to like make it through this dinner. You had to make it through all the adults talking. You had to go sit and wait for them to clean up the food. And then suddenly someone from some angle of the house would be like, it's time. Line up at the door. <laughs> and so Whoa. the deal with this room. Yeah, <laughs> it, it feels like a mythical thing. Like when you open it, the fog is going to come rolling out or something. <laughs> very good so this room is decorated year-round it never the christmas tree never goes down even the like couches have this like very christmassy like tartan on them it's, it's wild and the whole point is that you go in there and 
this is the other thing is somehow we never noticed that our parents were like bringing presents with them when we went to my grandmother's house because suddenly this like wall of presents would appear around the tree because this is oh gosh it was so many of us it was at least like 12 kids at some points um and then obviously like the adults would get presents as well and so you just walk in and there would be all these presents and you're like how did this get here this is the most (laughs) amazing thing wow Um, that's wild and it's like a whole living room essentially but like just for christmas just for christmas yeah that's bananas but also it's smart use of time you don't have to decorate that's that's truly so nice (laughs) and it's always like just a little bit cold so it even just gives you the ambiance of christmas which is fun wow um but the whole point is just so everyone can sit in a circle and tear apart presents Wow. Does it have like a bunch of other like Christmas accoutrement? Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there. so there's a little table that's only got a like white Christmas tree that's decorated with lots of mm. little things. But it's one of those little like tabletop things. Um, there's a piano in there, which is also really funny. A piano in a room that never no one ever goes in there. Um, How do they practice their got- carols? I don't know. My grandmother must really just not be doing great with her, you know, exercises. <laughs> you can only practice that day. And while everyone's in the room, no pressure. <laughs> there is a hymnal on that piano that has the Christmas songs in it. So Ooh. in theory, we could all sing it. But have wow. you ever? Uh I don't think so, but knowing me as a child, I possibly could have. It definitely wasn't like a whole, the whole family sung together. Mm. That's not the kind of family we were. (laughs) Yeah, I've always kind of like, whenever I watch Christmas movies where they do that, like, I always think like, wow, that looks like really nice and fun. But also in my family, yeah, nobody's doing that. And we're certainly not going to seek any way to do that (laughs) (laughs) yes my my immediate family will all sing in the same place but we'll all be singing different songs so it's never just like this like in the grinch this moment of everyone just like standing around and singing um definitely no hallmark type (laughs) moments like that josh your parents ever sing christmas songs with you no but uh my mom would put in a johnny mathis christmas tape Whoa. Blast that baby. <laughs> my my mom also really likes she loves Christmas music. Like so much so that I'm like at the end of the day on Thanksgiving, after dinner's done, she'll put her Christmas. She's got like six CDs that she Whoa, can put dang. in a uh we they have like this older like CD. You can fit like six CDs Damn, in there. DJ it, Mom. Yeah, it'll like <laughs> randomly play songs from each one. And wow. Yeah, that just plays nonstop on my parents' house from the day after Thanksgiving until January first. Hmm. I, I feel like my like my like Christmas song like re- that really like brings me back is that Johnny Mathis cassette tape and another one by the Gunther Kalman Gu- I think it's Gunther Kalman Choir. Mm. Yeah, it's it's they're very weird and it, they're just cassette tapes that my mom had that she really liked, um, mm-hmm. which I don't, eh, I don't know. Like that's that's like that's classic Christmas to me. It, they're yeah. just normal Christmas songs, but they're by people that you probably have never heard of. 
Did you ever feel surprised when like modern artists or bands would cover those songs? Because I remember, I don't know if it was like Bing Crosby or like whoever was doing the like traditional Christmas songs. And then when I heard that like NSYNC had done a cover, I was like, what the heck? You're allowed to do that? (laughs) Because I'd only ever listen to classic Christmas. Oh, yeah. I I remember like the first time I heard, I feel like a band that I liked. I think it was Reliant K. Because I was like in yeah. middle Hell school. Yeah. And I, I heard that album and I was like, whoa, Christmas can be cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, I think it was very similar feeling like, like, whoa, that's red. And now I just like Christmas music, like whether it's like the classic mm-hmm. ones by like Bing Crosby or like, yeah, just like newer ones that I do. I do particularly like the like the punk covers of Christmas mm-hmm. songs. I like those. Those are great. There's some some real bangers out there. Mm hmm. A coworker of mine just found a Spotify list that's trap remixes of classic <laughs> Christmas songs. Oh, no. And I tell you what, like unironically loved it. It was so <laughs> fun. We had we had talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I think like I think Carol of the Bells, like fucking that that song rips. So good. Just solid. Especially solid if Carol. you can get all those people that are doing like the different layers. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That and what was the other one that uh, that we talked about? God rest you, merry gentlemen. That one also rips. Mm-hmm. Got a great beat to it. Oh yeah, Love I listened it. to a trout remix of that. I was the kind of person who really loved um, Mary. Did you know? Like, so we did. Oh, we had a lot yeah. of like, yeah, like very religious Christmas songs that I knew growing up. But Mary, did you know? Was my like, ooh, it's it's really dark and kind of edgy, but it's very interesting. <laughs> oh, loved it. Did she know? I never. I don't don't think I know that song. I think she knew. I think she knew. I mean, there's that whole thing where the angel comes and visits her in the beginning. So she knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, you knew. This angel is asking Mary if she knew, but the angel was the one that told Mary. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of games is he playing? I feel like that angel either has really bad memory or was like, I don't know, being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Mary, did you even know? Like, oh. Yes, yes, I did. You told me a million times. <laughs> I'm the oh one my who- god, I want, <laughs> I want one of those um, videos where someone's like responding to the song. So you've got Mary, and she's like, "Yes, no, I, I know that my baby." Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you told me, you told me the first time, and I'm, <laughs> I'm the one doing it. So yeah, I'm, I'm very aware of what's happening. <laughs> Riding on a freaking donkey to yep. this little barn. We should yep. uh, we should Josh, start doing riff tracks for songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh, you're going to have a lot of songs to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast. Luckily, they're quick. Yes. Yep. We can sell them on Patreon. <laughs> money, money, money with this guy. Hey, man, I love money. <laughs> I guess moving forward into the whole meat of the episode. Um, Were there any other holiday rooms like a Halloween room? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to. Yeah, no, go for it. Like Thanksgiving room and Easter room. Memorial Day. Well, so one of the things that seems kind of weird is that I've got we've got a back porch here that gets closed in and that becomes like the holiday room. So like when we have Halloween parties or we have a progressive dinner like that gets morphed into that. That's actually where I'm working right now. Um, But it's not this. It's not the same thing. More so what we have is just massive boxes of decorations like our Halloween boxes. It's like a whole part of the attic. I see. I see. I was hoping you had rooms for each holiday at your parents' house. (laughs) I think that's a dream. That is that's (laughs) a thing that I would love to see at some point. 
in a, like a big clock would be cool too. So Ooh. like you went to a different one as you you go oh, around the year. Yeah, now that that is a good idea. When you're designing a house sometime to live in, that's <laughs> that's the way to go. Resale value is going to skyrocket. <laughs> yeah. What's better than than a bunch of rooms you only have one entry into and can't get between them? Love it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. No problems there. It'd be like it'd be like one of those listings that you have you seen the listings of like the random houses that are for sale and they look normal and then you swipe a couple pictures and then it's like massive ceramic santas or like a pink fluffy <laughs> penguin room like it's that would be I feel like dream. I've seen a couple of those they're weird I love them <laughs> they're weird they're weird <laughs> they're weird <laughs> I just can't even imagine. I'm trying to think of if I had a room, like what I would make my weird room. And I mm-hmm. I don't think I have anything I like enough to make a whole room out of it. Yeah, I don't think I do either. If anything, it's keyboards and this room is halfway there. Mine would just be about like food, but that's just a kitchen. Like <laughs> I'm not inventing anything new. <laughs> then you just make a second kitchen and that's the ah, weird part about hey, it. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Got like a kitchen with uh, all the food I like and then all the food that I'm supposed to eat. Mm, yeah, mm. Your dis- that's your display kitchen. Oh, yeah. That's your yeah. looking kitchen. <laughs> this kitchen's just for looking. <laughs> you got the looking kitchen and the cooking kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's good. I love it. I would want to visit your house for sure. Oh, yeah. We'd all have a great time. Just in the looking kitchen, though. <laughs> yeah. Cooking kitchen. I'm not stepping a foot in the cooking kitchen. Yeah. That's just for daddy. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Now, kids, don't go in daddy's cooking kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So when Paul and I had, or I guess it was just Paul, came up with the idea of doing uh, movie Christ month, uh, movie, oh, movie, oh, oh. TM, 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 because I, I initially had just like thought about doing one Christmas episode and then that was going to be it. But then I was like, oh, let's expand it to the whole movie. And then I was surprised to hear that you were not big into Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, I guess, is there anything in particular about the Grinch that stood out to you that you wanted to do this one out of the, the, the list? I think it must have just been the time frame in my life where this movie came out. Um, and then it just hit me at a time where I'm like, oh, man, Jim Carrey is the funniest human. Um, <laughs> and then I don't know. It just something about. Because I guess I was I was nine when this movie came out. So I think I just really liked it. And then that just became something like on my own that I like to watch versus like my family just wasn't big into to movies. We were all about the here and the now, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like no Christmas, like no Charlie Brown, no like Rudolph. You didn't watch those either. I I mean, I have seen so probably like in hanging out with other friends like Frosty and Mm. and the like animated Grinch I've seen, but I don't really remember them. Um, Yeah. And then like even with Elf, it was one of those things like by that time I was old enough that I was like, oh, this isn't really for me. I don't even know when Elf came out, but it was 2003. Yeah. Okay. Maybe just like a little bit older. (laughs) I don't. I felt the same way though. I thought for some reason I remember the Grinch coming out and being like a kid, and then I felt like when Elf came out, I was an adult. That's what it felt like. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's it's a, a three-year three, difference. Three difference. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting to me just because like Christmas movies and Christmas specials are just like a really big part of 
my like what I remember as a kid growing up primarily because like we didn't we didn't have like cable or anything so we go to the store and we rent a movie and it's usually going to be like a Christmas movie and then ABC would air like Charlie Brown later years ABC would also air the Grinch um and so that I don't know for me that's always been like a big a big part of it and I just find it I, to me it's just a little interesting that like for for a family that has a Christmas room, Christmas movies are kind of like a little far away. Yeah, I mean, I fully agree with that. I think a lot of it has to like there are so many movies I didn't see as a kid that are just because my mom didn't like them or like didn't wasn't feeling it. <laughs> so she just never had us do it um, or had us watch it. Um, but at the same time, like similarly, we had just what our antenna could get. And so a lot of times we couldn't see the stuff that was like live broadcasted and um, we were not big on renting movies either. I don't know. It just like that kind of it's a whole like mysterious thing. I've I've recently got into like Netflix and and Hallmark movies just to like see what I was missing Ooh, from that, that perspective. But it's weird. Definitely. Let's say we uh, we take a little break and then uh, we dive into the old Christmas Grinch movie. Kinda, old, whatever it's called. What, yeah, what's, what is this? Uh, it's the first movie in the Grinch cinematic universe. Oh, that's correct. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> in, the, in the last episode, we, we kind of touched on the Grinch uh, just like a teeny bit, and we talked about how funny it would be if instead of... <laughs> Other Dr. Seuss characters were... We're like, it's like the Grinch, but... Or it's like the Avengers, but it's like the Grinch and other Dr. Seuss characters. <laughs> and oh so we created God. the Grinch cinematic universe. You got so, the Lorax. I love this. You got Horton. You got the cat in the hat. You got the cat in the hat. I you mean, that, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. I'm ready for another 22 epi- or twenty two movie thing that I have to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I think part of it is also that the Grinch would be... the. It started because we thought it would be fun, or Paul thought it would be fun, if the Grinch was just like... Oh, it was like James Bond where you have like you have like certain like this is this is the like this is the Sean Connery era of James Bond. And this is the whatever era you have the Jim Carrey era of the Grinch. And then, yeah, you get somebody else and he's going to wear the same suit, but he's going to do his own like little take. And the story is going to be a little different. Have his own Grinch adventure. And then Mm -hmm. that's what started the Grinch cinematic universe. We know about the Matthew Morrison Grinch that just happened, right? Uh, Wait, no, I don't think so. Like last night. Uh, it what? aired on TV. It was a Matthew. It was one of those like live musicals. No way. And Matthew no way. Morrison was the Grinch, and he said he got uh some inspiration from the Joker. Uh, from yeah, the most recent Joker movie. The most recent Joker movie. That's insane. Yeah. Is the Grinch an uh-huh. incel? <laughs> you know, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's all clicking. <laughs> it's horrendous. You got to look at Matthew Morrison as the Grinch. Wow. I, I did Google it really quick. And the first thing is an article written eight hours ago <laughs> that is from TMZ. And it's titled Matthew Morrison plays super sexy Grinch in uninspiring musical. Super sexy. <laughs> wow. We should have watched this. I didn't know it was happening. I didn't either. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was we, on the pulse was... of society. I mean, we are. We this is the Grinch cinematic universe. We are on top of it. <laughs> you predicted it before you even realized it was a thing. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I was That's like awesome. sitting down to watch 
the movie that we're going to talk about. And I was seeing on Twitter, like, 11 reasons Matthew Morrison should be arrested. And they're all the new Grinch movie <laughs> or musical. Here's a picture of him, Paul. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> but isn't he super sexy? Not at all. Ew. I met Matthew Morrison once. That I'm still, was... okay, I'm not still sure who he is. Even after Google, He was him. in Glee. He was like oh, the teacher okay. in Glee. Oh, I never that's watched his main. Glee. Uh, that's, that's probably why. Oh, no. Max yep. is a real person in a dog costume. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Just be, just be a dog. I'm going to say it. It should just be a dog. <laughs> Max the dog. Should be a dog. Should just be a dog. Oh, that's... Oh, no. I just saw the picture that you were <laughs> yeah. looking at. Oh, all right. Well... Oh, I need a break welcome. after that. Yeah, let's <laughs> take a quick break. Freaking cigarette break. Take a, take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk about uh, a different Grinch. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. We're dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. All the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. Oh, what fun it is to sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day or two. Ago, I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that bit of Streisand. <laughs> oh, I oh, I wanted to listen to it in the middle too. I forgot. Oh, now you have to listen to the episode. Paul. I got so distracted by the Ooh. sexy Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about sexy Streisand. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, this week. On Movie Christ Month, Movie Movie, TM, TM, TM. Movie Movie. We are discussing How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 2003 film starring Jim Carrey. I've got a little synopsis here from IMDb, which I think is really funny. And it's a little too editorial, I think. And it's not like, it's not necessarily like the most objective description, which is why I'm deciding to read it instead of any others. <laughs> so from IMDb. Inside a snowflake exists the magical land of Whoville, wherein live the Who's, an almost mutated sort of munchkin-like <laughs> people who all love Christmas. Almost mutated? <laughs> just that took a turn so fast. <laughs> just outside of their beloved town lives the Grinch, Jim Carrey, a nasty creature that hates Christmas and plans to steal it from the Who's, who he equally abhors. Little Cindy Lou Who, Taylor Momsen, decides to befriend the Grinch. And that is written by Film Freak. If you have any issues... Emphasis on the freak. <laughs> if you have any issues, you can contact him, webmaster at filmfreak.co.za. <laughs> that's, that's on IMDb, baby. <laughs> anyway, that is, email out now. That is, uh, that's, the, that's the quick synopsis that I've chosen to read for this movie. Well, it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not entirely. I did. Okay, so this this whole thing does take place in a snowflake. It does. Which, like, if you think about that too much, it's like, so somebody, some little kid could just be holding out their tongue and bam, no more Grinch, no more Who's. I, I mean, it is it is looking forward a little bit, but one of the notes that I did write down is, shame they'll all melt soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the animation of going into the snowflake was a little terrifying. I don't it like made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's they're very, very, very small. Yes. Mm-hmm. They see oh yeah. The well, these who's seem smaller than the Horton Who's. Are they the same who's? Yeah. Because these ones live on a snowflake and the other one lived on like a puff. Right? right Maybe it, it's not the Grinch cinematic universe, but the Who cinematic universe. Ooh, oh, there we go. The WCU. WCU. Hmm, <laughs> interesting. Um, I mean, I guess really quick, some standout things that I noticed from watching this movie is, and it it it's a good looking movie, like mm-hmm. as far as like costume mm-hmm. design and set design. I think it's really good, and it won an Oscar for it. I looked, I checked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, I was really surprised. Like this movie won an Oscar, and then it's for uh, best makeup. Which I think is well-deserved. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those movies where you see, like when I see some of the characters in it, like like the dad, like Cindy Lou Who's dad, like I have no idea really what that guy looks like as a human. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And then I looked it up like I think a year or two ago, like when I watched this movie another time and he, he looks so different, but it doesn't look unnatural on him. Like it looks like he's just an actual who, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. And I think additionally, however they did the prosthetics, like it doesn't affect it's not like a Star Wars thing where it affects how they're acting and like how you hear them. I thought about this the whole movie about how it's like very seamless. Like you believe the characters being mutated in the way that they are. Well, almost mutated. Almost. Sorry. Almost mutated. The, The one thing I will say is I hate those fucking teeth. Like oh, like the two the, big the teeth. Two in big the front. teeth. It really freaks me out. I did. I've never noticed that. I so I I've seen this movie like as it aired on TV and like when I rented it from the store. I've seen this movie a number of times and I had never noticed that until this mm-hmm. this viewing. Mm-hmm. And they just have yeah. two giant like normal like height teeth. Well, maybe they're a little longer, but like it's it's strange. I don't like it. Yeah, it's really weird. I, they must have had that in like the book right like that's how who's were drawn with probably like two large front teeth or something i believe so yeah maybe yeah i I don't i can't remember i can't either and i'm i'm not gonna look it up (laughs) (laughs) if you want you can send us a picture on twitter people need to tweet stuff at us so if we're if we're wrong (laughs) about that or if we're right about it uh tweet at us i feel like that's the best way to get somebody to tweet at you is to just say incorrect things confidently yes and then that's when they start coming in yep that's true. Yeah. I think The Grinch was written by uh, Eric Carl. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's played by Eric Andre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, how is that for a Grinch cinematic universe? I would oh. watch an Eric Andre one. That'd probably be pretty entertaining. I don't think I could do it. I can't watch anything Eric Andre does. <laughs> but what looks so, so after watching this movie and even while I was watching it, I think as a kid, I really liked this movie. Because there's a lot of things that I remember quoting on the playground with my friends and just like doing the mm-hmm. actions that like Jim Carrey does as the Grinch. Like they were just, I can't, obviously I can't think of them now, of course. But as I was watching the movie, I'm thinking like, wait a minute, I did that. I did that on the playground. I like did that dumb voice and that dumb thing. I was saying lines along with it. Yeah. I would like last night I was watching and I was like, I know the whole rest of the line and the way he said it. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is weird. It's it's strange how like ubiquitous this movie was. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and just like the way he says it too is like so like weird and catchy. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, because I, I felt very similar, like exactly. It was like it fit into like a very specific piece of my brain so nicely. Like when he says like, what was it? Oh, like when she first, when Cindy Lou first sees him in like the mail room and he's like, da, 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 the Grinch. Like for some reason that like, I was like, oh yeah, that's like, wow. That's the one I said along. (laughs) Oh yeah. And even like the long fingers, like how he would move those, Mm -hmm. that was like very familiar to me. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of like really like iconic scenes, I think, in this. Because mm-hmm. like with those fingers, like when he sews them into the thing. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Or he's and like scratching along the That's the, the car. one thing that yeah. bothered me as a kid. Because I don't imagine him having nails or claws. Yeah. And then it, it, it's just like a soft thing that scratches a car. He's Never... like, a, like a cat. Sometimes the, the claws come out and sometimes they don't. I guess so. Is that a thing with cats? I don't have one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Should we uh, should we take a trip through the movie, Paul? Yeah. Do you know how this one starts? <laughs> yeah, the last one, I forgot how, how the movie started. And so I... <laughs> well, it's, it's also funny because Paul was like, should we start? I was like, yeah, go ahead and start. And then he forgets. I said the, the wrong part of the movie. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I was I had watched The Grinch more recently, so I should be better at this one. So it starts with, uh, you know, you zoom in on the snowflake and uh, Anthony Hopkins is the narrator. I had never picked up on that until the most recent viewing. Caitlin somehow knew it was him. I don't. <laughs> from I, like the credits or? <laughs> no, just like from hearing him. Wow. I think. That's a good ear. Huh. She, well, she didn't know it was Anthony Hopkins. She knew it was Hannibal. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I could not, I could not tell you or pick out Anthony Hopkins' voice. So. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I didn't think it was that recognizable, but maybe that's just me. Well, so it, it felt like, very generic British. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird because I feel like I would think his voice was more recognizable, but it is just very like, yeah, like off or like straight up narratory. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a word, right? Narratory. Yeah, it is now. A cromulent word, right there, <laughs> baby. Coined it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, it starts off, you know, the, where they're zooming in on the snowflake. Anthony Hopkins is talking to us about how there's uh, a place called Whoville, and he's kind of describing the Who's. That's um, straight from the book, right? Yes, I, I think so. Man, they should have had uh, they should have had Gonzo from the they really should, Christmas Carol. They really should have Doctor Seuss's <laughs> parts. That would have been a good bit. I'd love a I'd love a Muppets Grinch. That actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I would yeah. watch that. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> But, I'll watch uh, him up. It's anything. Let's be real. Fair point. Uh, but so then he, he kind of goes over like what the who's are, who the who's are. And he then he starts talking about the Grinch. So he, he talks about who the who's are. And uh, then he talks a little bit about who the Grinch is, but not very much because we'll get more of that later. Uh, but then the first scene is those those two chads walking with their uh, <laughs> walking with their girlfriends up the hill. And they're talking about how they're going to go meet the Grinch and the like the girls are scared and the guys are pretending not to be scared. They're and, uh, scared. I in my notes I wrote, "How come all the all the hot girls go for the chads?" <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way that that's those that's guys life, are Paul. so hot. That's life, Paul. Those are just so good look, such good looking guys. However, I think Caitlin did think that you looked like one of them, or one of them looked like oh, you. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one. And I didn't think that. I didn't think so. But no, nah, I don't know. Well. 
Maybe you've been a who all along. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> who knows? Um, no, I just always thought that those guys were like so <laughs> weird looking. Uh, mm-hmm. um, like even in childhood, I was always like, whoa. <laughs> like I feel like they look especially weird compared to all the other who's. Especially yeah, mutated. Something, some, yeah, something about their prosthetic and their like weird, spiky, frozen, but not quite hair. Oh, mm-hmm. freaks me out. It's weird. <laughs> They're it's especially, weird. especially 2000s I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That is, is, that is a very like turn of the century kind of who right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they, they go knock on the Grinch's door and the big, uh, Grinch monster thing comes out and scares all of them away. And then, uh, we find out that it was just little Max just barking in the, Mm-hmm. The little cool invention thing that is the big Grinch mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've got a question here, and yeah. this, this relates to Max. And it was something that I thought about like partway through the movie when when Max becomes more of like a character. Who gets mm-hmm. paid for dog actors? That's a great question. Is it the owner? Is it a trainer? Like who? Because and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because there were like six Maxes. Was there? I thought there was just one. Nope. I oh. saw that last night. There were like five or six different dogs oh, wow. that were okay. used for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I could be wrong. Maybe they write out to check to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Who am I to judge? But it must until they turn eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. It must be. I think. I feel like the owners probably have to. They probably get paid in some way, right? I imagine an owner. I would imagine t- there's like, some sort of like agency. That represents oh. the dogs, and then you get like an agent oh. cut and an owner cut. Oh, there we go. Yeah, imagine being an agent for a dog. I want somebody to do that for my dog. I would love if my dog was bringing in money. <laughs> I want her to have a job. <laughs> Look into it. See if you can get her on Yellowstone. <laughs> there you go. I at one point I considered, um, like I was like, I wonder if like because my dog's like a herding dog, like. Um, She's like an Aussie, like border collie or something like that. And I was like, I bet she'd be really good at like herding sheep. Like, I wonder if I could like, you know, like get her job, like herding sheep during the day. And then I'd go pick her up at night. And if I could make some money that way. And then somebody just pointed out to me that, no, if somebody was doing that, they would just buy their own dog. (laughs) They wouldn't keep paying me to use mine. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I don't know. I just a thought I had. I I didn't know who gets paid for the dog. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe no idea. Airbuds rolling. Probably. He got all those checks. And then his kids got all those checks. Yeah, they wrote a check out to the Air Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm I'm gonna be a little real here, I don't I spaced out a lot during this movie. Part of it, I think, was because I had just watched a Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm. And then I was like, I gotta watch another movie. And as you know, I'm not big into movies. I watched more movies in <laughs> like yesterday than I have in like the last year and a half, which is two. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of movies. That's wild. If any at all. I'm very glad you agreed to do this movie month. Uh, I thought it'd be a nice change of pace <laughs> to actually watch a movie for once. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, yeah, like I cannot remember what happens next. Um, well, so then, then it's this, chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Yeah. Well, so the Grinch like decides like he's like scared all the teens away, which I he, he's reasonable. It's reasonable that he's upset about that. I'd say like they yeah. just came in. We're just like knocking on his door. Yeah. Running away. That's annoying. 
So he decides he's going to go fuck some shit up down in Whoville. <laughs> and so he puts on the fucking creepiest mask. Oh, yeah. Like, ever since I was a kid, that mask has freaked me out. And then he decides to go, yeah, cause a little chaos. That's right. My favorite part about this part of the movie was I didn't realize, like, it made me so anxious because all of the, like, shopping scenes and the who's being like, I need all of this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. It was just so intense. And then having the Grinch in there messing it all up. Oh, just spiked my adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I and I was also really curious about, like, what does Whoville look like the rest of the year? Because they are, like, decked out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I don't know. They're a passionate people. And- mm-hmm. Like, what do they look like at Halloween? Do they go all out today? They say, like, Anthony Hopkins' narration at one point, which I think all of his narration is lines from the book. Like, I, I don't think, think so. he says anything that's not. But he says at one point that they, like, get into all of these holidays. There's something about, like, fizz something, like St. Fizmas or something. Mm. Um, but they really get into all of these holidays. It's just that Christmas is the big one. So it seems like they're just decked out all the time. Wow. Good for them. They've always got something to look forward to. That's true. That's the way to live. <laughs> mm-hmm. They only have it's so relatable. much time on that little snowflake of theirs, so you might as well live it out. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, maybe it's Christmas just from like when the snowflake is like first coming down from mm-hmm. the cloud, and then by the time that it's on the ground or in some kid's tongue, like it's like December 26th. Mm-hmm. So there's no time <laughs> for not Christmas. That's true. I don't know. It ends there. You're done. Well- and they say they've been doing this for a hundred years. Yeah. So what does time look like? On yeah, this I was thinking that it would be like, you know, like a compression kind of thing. You know, like a mm-hmm. hundred years is like this morning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the, the duration of the movie, the snowflake has fallen like a millimeter from the sky. <laughs> there you go. That's like the only way it could make that sense. That really, really is because a hundred year old snowflake, like science has got to get on that. <laughs> yeah. And they say global warming is happening. The snowflake's (laughs) been around for a hundred years. And there's people on it. (laughs) Almost mutants are on this snowflake. Uh, I really like when the Grinch gives um, that saw to the kids and then tells them to go on a run. That was a good bit. I liked (laughs) Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I don't know. He just, what, he's like, what does he do next? I really can't remember. Well, so, like, next he, like, kind of, well, then it kind of switches to Cindy Lou Who's perspective. And she's talking with her dad, and they're talking about, like, what Christmas is. And he's like, oh, I got to oh, get presents. Yep. He he has a really funny list of, like, um, presents that rhyme with the people he's going to give them to. And then at the end, I don't remember exactly what the name is, but he's like, and then we need to get, like, a, a gift for Cousin Merle or something. Like, <laughs> boy, I described that really terribly. <laughs> but it was a good bit. And I miss that bit. I just like, oh, he works in the post office and that's all, that's where my brain went. Like, oh, post office. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all you need to know. That's all you're, yeah. if you're going to take some away from that scene, that's what you need. Because <laughs> that, you gotta take that, away heck of a rush, the heck of a rush stamp. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That and then uh, the Grinch favorite. don't get no mail. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. so I don't know why he has a mail slot. You can just throw it away and it'll make it to him. You know where he lives and you know how things get there. Yeah. He doesn't need a box. You don't even need to pay. That's waste. You're wasting money on a stamp. I mean, maybe yeah. that's why his box was full of cobwebs because nobody uses it because they know how to get it to him. Oh, that's true. They can just put it in the big pipe. Mm-hmm. It's right there. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah, dump it to crumpet, baby. <laughs> dump it to crumpet. <sighs> uh, but yeah, then so then they're like hanging out in the post office, and 
there's like so many people in line that he needs uh, her to go in the back and like put away some letters or like organize something. And so she does. And then she finds the Grinch in there who's been putting junk mail and jury duty into everybody's mailboxes. I, I do remember the jury duty part as a kid thinking like, oh, I under I, I remember thinking like, I understand this joke. <laughs> like, I understand you don't want jury duty and he's giving people jury duty. <laughs> this is good. Yep. Like, honestly, like every like little thing that the Grinch does, like Jim Carrey really does like sell it and make it like mm-hmm. really enjoyable. Like even now. So I as a kid, it was definitely like so good. Mm-hmm. It's a, he does a really good Grinch. Mm-hmm. Very good character acting. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he meets the Grinch, and then... Or she meets the Grinch. She meets the Grinch. He says his famous line, I'm the Grinch. (laughs) The Grinch. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) And then she screams, and then he screams. And then she Mm -hmm. falls into, like, the um, present sorting, or, like, the mail sorting machine, which is just, like, this big, like, (laughs) funnel, essentially, that all of the presents are just getting smashed into. (laughs) Seems like the opposite of sorting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they all just like, you can see the conveyor that they're going to is just like a big stamp that says fragile on it. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Crushing fragile stamps. Like, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just like her scream just makes her fall in there. And then he's like, well, that worked out nicely. Yep. And then he saves her because he's, he's really a good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His tiny little heart. Well, Max like convinces him to save her. Mm-hmm. And... But he didn't really save her. He was just, uh, Getting her out of there so we could wrap her in a box. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Grinch speaks dog, right? Like, Max often barks at him and he's like, oh, I don't know. Or like he replies to him. So he speaks yeah. dog. He's also very mm-hmm. strong, as we see throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And let's see, there was another thing that he did in the beginning. I don't. My point is that the Grinch kind of has superpowers. Yeah, a yeah, little bit. Super strength. Talk to animals. Super thrifting. He's really great at taking stuff and making mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff out of it. He's got he's got super intelligence. He builds smart holes. He, bu- he builds like he builds stuff. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow. Just thought that a was... perfect hero. Yeah, he really is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's against capitalism the whole movie. Yeah, he's on to something. <laughs> he's the hero the whole time. Turns out, you know until what? The very yep. end. You know what I think. Grinch 2024, baby. Whoa, Grinch 2024. I'm joining the Green Party. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that the the Grinch had put like a suit and tie on at some point. That would have been fun to see. Yeah. He still wears that uh, that fun sweater later in the movie. Oh, yeah. Mm Oh, boy. That scene is so like, oh, that gives that. There's a lot of feelings that that scene makes me feel. Good or bad? Both. Okay. We'll we'll get to it. Okay. One one thing I do want to mention, because this is the opposite of the Muppet Christmas Carol, where the Muppet Christmas Carol didn't add a lot to the Dickens story. This movie just like adds so much to mm-hmm. to the Grinch that was not in the original story. And parts of it, I think, is definitely to its detriment. <laughs> or, really? Yes, I do think so. Do you not? I mean, I, I think in some places it does, but I think in a lot of places it's just like really fun and also it does like a pretty good job like world building. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what like do you have specific examples you're thinking of? Um, In particular, like, I don't know. I I like that there's a Grinch backstory. I don't necessarily like that Grinch backstory. 
I don't know. It just seems it, it, it all just it's, some of it just seems a little contrived to me. Mm. But maybe that's just me and I'm just being a Grinch myself. <laughs> I'd say so. I liked that they humanized him a little because I think that's a big thing in the story is like you're just like, what is this weird monster that lives near Whoville? But getting mm-hmm. to see him like interacting as a kid is interesting. It's terrifying to see Baby Grinch. Oh but, yeah. Um, why are we why I, are we not talking about Baby Grinch? Baby Yoda move over. Baby, oh my god. Baby Grinch walked so that Baby Yoda could run. <laughs> this is accurate. Yeah. Now that's a t-shirt. <laughs> we can get sued by two different companies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really that's <laughs> that's really funny. Um, but yeah, so the so she gets pushed into the machine. The Grinch saves her and then wraps her up in a bow. And so that kind of makes her start to be like, "Well, who is the Grinch? Like, why won't anybody talk about him?" So she does a little investigating, um, which leads to this backstory that you were talking mm-hmm. about, Josh. And I I actually do like that. And I thought just story wise, that was a really like organic way of finding out what the Grinch's backstory was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do like that they do the uh, whole like babies um, like coming in, like just like floating in these weird little baskets oh, and yeah. then landing on their porch. Mm-hmm. And then that first baby lands on the porch and it's, it's like, honey, the baby's here. He <laughs> looks <laughs> like your boss, <laughs> which oh my God, <laughs> before, before I get, go into that, there is one part. There's, there's just one thing that I wrote down. Um, during the during the parts where Cindy Lou Who is going around to different people asking about the Grinch, and she goes to like I think it was like his caretakers or whatever, mm-hmm. and the first thing that they say to her when she comes to the door is, "Are you here to read to us?" <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> I don't know. That just uh. that just kind of caught me off guard. I was like, is that a thing that people do? You just go around reading to old ladies. That does happen in To Kill a Mockingbird. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Maybe it's just something that I'm not familiar with, because I just thought, like, that just seems very odd. Like, oh, I'm mowing their lawn or, like, shoveling their driveway. 100% makes mm. sense. But, like, are you here to read to us? I can't read at all. I don't know. That just seems strange to me. But maybe that's just me. I mean, I, I never did it as a kid, but I, I've heard of it in other, like, in stories. Okay. Basically. Works yeah, for I me. feel like I'm more familiar with it in like a nursing home. Like you would go to a nursing home. It's more of like a companionship thing. Okay, mm-hmm. definitely. I see. Well, that went over my head. <laughs> um, but <laughs> moving on to what we were just talking about, there's a lot of adult jokes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the swingers. There's a key party. Yes, the key there's party. There's a key party. <laughs> there's a key party. Which when I saw that as a kid, I like. I guess I must have known something about parties and I was like, that's the bowl they put their keys in so that people can't drive home drunk. <laughs> mm. And yeah, no, then watching this, I was like, oh shit, they're each going home with the someone fun- new. I That's what I was thinking. Like, oh wow. Like, cause I heard like, Hey, he looks like your boss. Like, oh, that's an oddly adult joke for the movie. And then when they were having that part, I was thinking like, oh, look at this. It's it's a key part. I, I was like, it'd be funny if it was a key party. And then they put keys in a bowl. I was like, oh, it is a key party. <laughs> and it's very apparent. I feel like normally with like adult jokes like that, like they'll like put that in the background, but they do a full camera shot for mm-hmm. like a few seconds. Yes. I there. think it's because kids won't know what key, key parties are. No, not at all. So, yeah. And I'm not going to tell them. Nope. Are you? No. Nope. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I mean, probably not. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It depends on the kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, if they ask. Can they handle it? Yeah. (laughs) I can't lie. I, okay. I don't really know how they work. I understand the premise. I don't get how they work. 
Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just put a, a name in there well, instead. Well, because the idea is that you put everyone puts their keys in a bowl, and then do you grab someone else's keys, and that's who you go home with? Yes. Like, yeah. So wait, so if, if you have person A and B are together, and C and D are together, and they all put their keys in their bowl, if person A... I'm just thinking, like, what if... What if you grab someone else's keys, but then that person is going with someone else? So I think the way that it's supposed to work is the traditional gender roles of the man puts the keys in. Oh, I thought women... everyone puts their keys in. I <laughs> don't think so. Okay. Like, I think in true, like, swingers fashion, the male person has the keys and the female picks the key. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I was, about, I was thinking about last night, like, wait a minute. What if... What if you grab someone's keys, but then they're supposed to go with someone else, and then that person <laughs> needs to go with someone else? Where do you go? Yeah. Okay. Going everywhere. That makes more sense. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for explaining a key party to me. <laughs> Not a thing I ever thought I'd have to do. Joke's on you. Josh is a kid. <laughs> you explained no. it to a kid. Goo goo gaga. I, I gotcha. <laughs> goo goo gotcha. <laughs> So that was. I'm glad we were all on the same page about that key party because that's the thing that should have been in this new sexy Grinch. Oh, yeah. Maybe oh. there was. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. All right. So then the Grinch shows up and is apparently just hanging out in that tree for the he's whole just, night. He's just is what stuck they in say. the tree. Yeah. So he witnessed some weird shit going down at that key party <laughs> yeah. for sure, mm-hmm. which is why he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's the sub subplot that that's, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the subtext. <laughs> Um, but, and then they bring in baby Grinch and my, this is like my very favorite scene in the movie where they like, um, have him in his like high chair and they're bringing the plate of cookies out and it's on a Santa plate. And the Grinch is like, Santa. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to say hi to Santa? Do you want a cookie? And then he bites Santa's head off the plate <laughs> and he says, Santa, bye bye. <laughs> and I regularly quote that but just with all sorts of things in my day-to-day life <laughs> Amazing. like if i finish my like burrito i'll be like burrito bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> i cannot so help it creepy. <laughs> it's just so good it's just so, it's so funny good. Oh, i love that scene that is just like a plus it's got baby grinch mm. baby we grinch baby and yeah they, I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to keep explaining the plot. Oh, please so. do, because I don't really have a lot of notes on this one. Okay. I'm also I'm just going through the Wikipedia, making sure I'm not <laughs> missing anything. So, yeah, it shows the Grinch, like, kind of growing up, going to school, and uh, he's got a crush on Martha May Huvier, who's mm. played by Christine Baranski, who, watching this, whenever I see it, I'm always reminded, like, as a kid, I was like, whoa, Christine Baranski? What okay. a lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think she might have been one of my first like movie crushes. Oh. Which seems odd. Uh, but like I definitely remember something about like her like Santa outfit, especially when you first see her in the beginning, like decorating mm. her house. Yep. Like, which obviously like they're trying to make her like the sexy who, <laughs> which is <laughs> weird now, like to see. Um but the Grinch and her have like a weird kind of like well, they won't they? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's even that because she's clearly super into him and he's into her. And then you've got the third wheel who's the mayor who like is clearly into Martha May. And so they've got like this Christmas party show or that's about to happen. And so the teacher's like, you should all get um, somebody a gift. <laughs> Make is, a gift for a special someone. Yeah. Which, Pick whoever 
and we'll just hope that no one ends up empty-handed. <laughs> Which wasn't even the problem in the movie, so mm -hmm. I guess, you know, it must have just worked out for them. Yeah. But that's where you first see the Grinch's, like, ingenuity and, like, how he's able to, like, pick up a bunch of trash and other stuff and make it into something kind of cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, I wouldn't want that It was impressive. I, I think it actually, you know what, I... I remember watching that scene as a kid and then I remember thinking like, oh, I'm watching it again. I was thinking, I bet this angel that he makes looks like garbage and it's pretty good. Mm, yeah. It's pretty. He it's uses cool. the family heirlooms <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I will also say that uh, when I first watched this movie, I don't know if it was the year that it came out. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was, but I would have been 10 or younger. I definitely had a crush on, uh, the younger Martha May. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Like when they're like kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also, and I think, and it, I think this tracks because there, she was also in Malcolm in the middle. And I remember thinking the same thing. Oh, looked up her IMDB. Interesting. And she was, she was like for, I think a, a few seasons, she was like Malcolm's girlfriend. Whoa. Yeah. I've only seen a few episodes huh. of Malcolm in the middle. I did not know. he Whoa, ever. Whoa. Hold a, up. What? I've only seen a same. few episodes. I'm in the same boat. Whoa, hold up. I <laughs> Wait, hold No, this is this is really catching you off guard. It, for yeah, that you have not seen that much Malcolm in the Middle? Mm. Oh wow. You got to watch it. It's really good. Yeah, I like what I've seen. Mm. Frankie Muniz, Brian Cranston. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Ah, it's a I, know, it's, I always wish I had seen more of it. I just have never seen it. I think it. it's all on Hulu. It? It's accessible. Yeah. Mm. I think I saw Frankie Muniz in a bar in Polson like a little over a year ago. Whoa, Whoa. that's pretty cool. But I didn't want to say anything because I was like, I mean, he's definitely in Montana in a tiny bar because he doesn't want to be noticed. So I'm <laughs> going to respect that. But I looked on his Twitter and he was in Montana at that time. Whoa, you saw Frankie Muniz. Mm -hmm. Sat right behind Whoa. him. Dang. And had a really shitty burger, I think. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a bummer. Yeah. I wonder if what he got was good. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what happens next, Paul? Uh, so then um, after he's made his little angel for his little angel, <laughs> um, he remembers how the the soon-to-be mayor kid um, has been making fun of him because he said that, like, you're eight years old and you have a beard. I remember that line very distinctly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, so did the Grinch because he grabs <laughs> the most terrible... It's um, a scary razor. Electric razor. So scary. Yeah, with just like claws coming out of it. Uh -huh. And he turns it on and very like slowly brings it up to his face, which that's the part of that scene that I really remember is like him like slowly like bringing it in. And then it like cuts to the next day and they're, you know, in the classroom getting ready to give gifts and everything. And um, the teacher's like, okay, is that everybody? And then the Grinch is in the back, like behind all the coats and he's got a bag on his head. Well, yeah. He says to come out mm -hmm. and he comes out and he has a bag on his head and he sits down and like, why are you wearing a bag? You take the bag off and then puts a big book on his desk, which it, <laughs> it, it said school junk on it, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> so cute. And then he takes a bag off and then I was like, put the book down and he puts the book down and then his foot's in front of his face. <laughs> his huge shoe. His huge shoe. <laughs> Furry too. It was so funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember really liking this scene as a kid. Just like, oh, yeah, there's, look how many times he's hiding his face. <laughs> ah, classic Grinch. And she's like, and put your foot down. And he does. And then he's just got like 
It's not the worst thing. He's just got like a few cuts on his face and he's done, you know, put like the yeah. toilet paper in the cuts. That's fine. And then all the kids start laughing at him. And then the teacher starts laughing at him too. <laughs> yeah. What a bitch. Yeah, really. You're, you're uh, the one who made him put the thing down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you like, yeah, kids do dumb shit all the time, but you, you got to be able to hold it together for at least that long, especially if the kid is going to get as upset as he is, mm-hmm. which then he decides that he hates Christmas and he smashes his angel and he picks up a Christmas tree and he throws it across the room. There's that super strength. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's had it all as long. All, all as long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say. All along? All along. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. I'm just getting dumber. Um, but then, and Christine Baranski describes it as she's telling Cindy Lou Who about it. She says, like, such strength, I think she says. She's, like, clearly, like, she still wants that Grinch. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, she's Grinch. horny. Yeah, the Grinch can still get it. The whole movie. Mm-hmm. The whole movie. Mm-hmm. She should be uh, in charge of the horny jail instead of that <laughs> one guy that's in charge of the regular jail. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you put somebody horny in charge of horny jail? I don't know. <laughs> Who's the guy in charge? My brain of went to jail? all sorts of places. What this horny jail would look like? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's the, there's the police guy. Yeah. And he's in charge of the in, jail. In horny jail, do you have to take off the handcuffs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to make a horny jail joke. And then, you know, at some point you can't stop. <laughs> That's what happens in a horny jail. <laughs> That's why you get put into horny jail. <laughs> oh, that was really good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Some, something like that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, okay. So Cindy Lou, who kind of comes up with this plan then that she's going to nominate the Grinch to become the holiday cheermeister, um, which is a thing that I guess you, it's very easy to win. All that has to happen is one person says you should get it. And then I guess you get it. That's what it seems like. They seem like a very non-contentious group of people, so I'm sure. So they, it's just so weird because they have like this huge celebration where they're like, who are we going to nominate? And then she says the Grinch and everybody stops in their tracks as if, it's as if this was Harry Potter and she said Voldemort should get the holiday cheermeister thing. (laughs) But then nobody argues with her except for the mayor. He's like, I don't think so. And then everybody else is like, well, I guess we all hate him and are scared of him. And if anybody says his name, we'll all stop what we're doing and cower in fear. But sure. <laughs> Cindy Lou quotes one line from this like book of who law or what. I can't remember what it's called. And everyone's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. This tiny child said something mildly <laughs> profound and we were all on board. Here we go. All right. We'll believe the child. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so then she like goes up to to his cave and is like, hey, you won. You're the holiday cheermeister. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and she kind of explains it, I guess. Um, and then I, I do really like that scene where he is like trying to decide if he wants to go or not. And, you know, he, he sends her down back to Whoville and in the trash suit and this trap trash chute and the trap door in his house. And then he 
has like, you know, back and forth with himself and Max about if he should accept or not, which is a pretty funny scene. And mm-hmm. he tries to find out and what adorable. he should wear. adorable. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> it's like, it feels like very, I I do that a lot. Like when I'm trying to decide if I want to go do something, mm-hmm. but I know will be like fun, but I'm also like, oh, but I'll have to like put myself out there or something. Or sometimes even if I'm just going to go pick up takeout from somewhere, <laughs> honestly, I'll be like, should I get it? Like, no, I don't know. I don't need to. It's like, oh, but I should. Uh, but what would I get? Okay. If I do this, I'm going to do this. But The important part is, do you put your later hosen on to do it? Oh, I, I, I always, you know, like just drag a guy in off the street and yeah, take his later hosen. Good, good, good. Yeah. No, I I love that scene because it's real, like, especially right off the heels of this, like, backstory, then you're seeing like, oh, he kind of wants to do this. Like, they're not making him do this thing that he doesn't want to, which is is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, you kind of like see like, oh, he's just he really is just like a little sensitive guy. Yeah. He's just mad that they all doesn't want to be the Grinch. Mm -hmm. He's He's still baby Grinch. He is still baby Grinch. Just a big Grinch suit. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he eventually decides to go after he gets the later hose in, uh, which he looks great in, by mm-hmm. the way. He's really pulling him off. And so he <laughs> he takes his trash shoot uh, back down to Whoville. And meanwhile, the mayor is like, well, it doesn't look like he's going to take it. So he's about to uh, take the crown for himself. And then the Grinch pops out of the chute and he goes up to the mayor and he says, I hear that I've won an award. And... He wants a check. Yep. He wants the check. He wants his check. (laughs) It's another funny bit. (laughs) They keep saying, and I think there was a check involved. (laughs) There's no check. (laughs) (laughs) And so then. And they have a grand party. They really do. They really go all out. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And the it starts off with like that pudding eating contest. Well, they put him in a chair and then they like parade him around. They put him in the chair. They put him in the sweater. They give him the crown. Yeah. Put him in the chair, go around town. <laughs> and then he goes to the pudding eating contest. And then he goes to the pudding eating contest. Which looks disgusting. I Ugh. I particularly thought about your comment on when we were talking about Elf, when you got upset watching Buddy eat all that food with like those white cuffs. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I bet Paul hates this because the makeup is getting all gross and dirty. Did you think that? Honestly, I didn't because I was... <laughs> you looked so mad when I said that. Oh. Your face went from a smile to this frown. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, no, I just... I think I was so <laughs> engrossed in the in the Grinch being a real Grinch that I didn't even think wow. about it being a costume mm-hmm. at that point. That's I was what really... Oscar-winning makeup does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll let you know I was the deciding vote on that council. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you did a good pick. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I that but the food itself in that scene really just like it's like weird colors and they keep shoving it in and they're all like so close to him. I think part of it, too, is just like being in like a covid world right now. Yeah. Watching like, people mm-hmm. put they're so close to each other. They're and, putting fingers in his mouth and just like, oh, yeah. ooh, no. Well, and because they had to like it was like just actual like actors doing that too, which uh-huh. is gross. That's to what think I about. thought. Like, oh my god, you put your fingers in Jim Carrey's mouth, <laughs> and he's like just sitting there taking it, and like, mm-hmm. you, there's no way to tell how much of that was actual disgust and how much was acting disgust. <laughs> what take was that? We don't know. Mm-hmm. I love the part where he just gives into it, and he's like, "Give it to me," and he oh, yeah. starts like actively going after uh-huh. it. That was really oh. funny. He also does a mean conga. <laughs> 
I love when they cut to that and it's like, oh yeah, we're okay. We're going to do the conga now. That, that whole kind of like scene really makes me think of the mask. Um, with mm-hmm. Gary, like when he's got the mask on like that, those almost could be like, maybe it's cause there's a conga line scene in the mask. <laughs> but Like those could all just be one big scene and, in one movie for me um my favorite thing that like changes the tone in that scene is that he wins the freaking bag race like he's not <laughs> down with christmas <laughs> until he destroys mm-hmm. these kids I, this- yeah no for, i swear there was a kid on the right that really looked like he wanted to win <laughs> And I don't. He probably did. <laughs> they probably didn't tell this kid this was for a movie. <laughs> just, I gotta win. It, it was. I do love. Yeah, it's just like genuine. Like I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. win. And then he does. Uh, and he's mm. like pointing at the kid, being like, "I beat you. I beat you." <laughs> yeah. I just. I love in movies when they're just mean to children. That's <laughs> one of my favorite tropes. Number one. <laughs> and then comes sad part of the movie where the Grinch is ready to accept the award. But first, they've got to do their annual gift exchange, and the mayor goes first, and he gives the Grinch what? But another one of those razors. <sighs> what a dick. Really is a dick move. Like, holding on to something like that from, like, childhood mm-hmm. and being like, and like the bully holding on to it and being like, I think this is still a funny thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then the Grinch goes a little bit cuckoo, you can kind of start seeing him like be like, uh-oh, I'm feeling mad now. He's kind of getting ready to Hulk Grinch out. And then, then the mayor decides that he's going to propose to Martha May Huvier, who apparently he's not even like dating or anything, but he's like, I'm still going to ask her to marry me. And so he gives her this huge ring with a big old rock on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he also offers her a brand new car. Um, in, a game, in a very game show like way, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> game show style. And uh, well, she's deciding then the on, Grinch, on a on a clock, on a clock. Don't forget, right. it's oh, all, yeah. it is timed. <laughs> they do like you only little... have so much time to decide. <laughs> and then, as she's waiting to decide, this is where the Grinch does his little claw maneuver, where he slides mm-hmm. his supposedly soft little hands across the car and does like a nice long scratch, sharpest fur in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, got a little razor blade <laughs> under there. <laughs> I do. It does feel weird because you do like see like just like two minutes before that he's like standing next to the mayor and Martha May and he's like touching them. And Mm -hmm. it made me think like, well, wait, would that be sharp when he's maybe they can retract? Yeah, I mean, that's got to be it. I don't know. That's that's our canon. (laughs) There's no other explanation. It Mm -hmm. has to be retractable claws. Yeah. Okay, so he's got like so the Grinch is kind of like uh, Doctor Strange and that he's super smart and he's like. The Hulk and that he's super strong and green and green and he's like Black Panther because he's got little claws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's also kind. Oh, uh, he also he's also kind of like Iron Man because he's good at building stuff. Oh my God! Wow, yeah. he's like he really has a lot of superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of wild. I never really thought about this much, but I'm glad we're talking about it. Somebody's got to. Someone's got to. Somebody's got to do it. Now I'm finally understanding because I don't like the love story here, but I feel like now that I'm recognizing his superpowers, I'm getting it a little more. Like we understand now where Martha May is horny all the time. Oh, yeah. Because he's so cool. He's so cool. He's so cool. He's got all these powers. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So he scratches up the car. The, then he destroys town. Well, and then he gives like kind of an accurate speech where he's like, 
this is all just about your presence, yeah. isn't it? And You're like, all superficial and fuck you. I'm taking your tree. Which they, I guess, <laughs> yeah. And so he does, he just goes and he like lights the tree on fire and then, yeah, goes. <laughs> and it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Something I, explodes in town, right? Well, well that's oh, the car it's, it's, later. It's the little car. So he starts by like, just like he takes the old man's <laughs> flask. Uh, uh, moonshine presumably and then he like puts it in his mouth and then he just like takes the fire from some sort of lighter that he had in his pocket I guess and he just lights the tree on fire and it goes up in flames very quickly like that tree must have been very dry because <laughs> it's just like goes up like that ironic for being on a snowflake <laughs> yeah, truly uh, so then the tree like immediately goes up in flames all the decorations fall and then then he goes on like a huge rampage through town just like terrorizing the people and he decides he needs to make a quick exit so he gets he tries to hill a taxi which is funny that there's a taxi in this very <laughs> tiny town um, but the taxi doesn't stop so instead he stops this very tiny cup who couple and um, he steals their car and he drives <laughs> around for a little while. <laughs> I don't know if his goal was to drive home or what, but he's just driving around town in it's this a little, little joyride. Yeah. And a really funny part in this movie, I thought, was when, I'm sure everybody thought this, was when he <laughs> flips the car and then he notices like that there's gas leaking from the car and that it's like also started on fire because he's crashed into a trash can and he says, it's going to blow. And then he slow motion runs away and the car blows up. And that's the huge explosion. That's a huge explosion. <laughs> that's a tiny little car. Yeah, which is a really good bit. And then he goes back up to Mount Crumpet where he finds Max listening to Christmas is going to the dogs by the eels, which is a great Christmas song. I didn't know the song or the band. It's a really good one. Same. I I didn't realize that was that same song until last night, but that one's been on my Christmas playlist for a couple of years now. Wow. And it's a banger. Cool. I don't yeah. know if it stacks up to Streisand, but... Well, now I've got a song to listen to afterwards to compare, so... There you go. To. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you still got to bring one to the table. Yeah. Ah, dang it. Uh, then let's see. So yeah, Max is doing a little Christmas doggy dance. That uh, dog's really good at uh, dancing. Mm -hmm. I hope that dog got paid a lot because it's good at dancing. <laughs> that, that particular dog of the six should mm -hmm. have been the, the highest build. I wish they'd given us all the names of the dogs who played Max. Maybe they did. I guess I didn't really watch the credits. <laughs> they probably did in the credits. <laughs> yeah, I should have paid more attention. And really, that's Netflix's fault. Yeah. I would think it was Ron Howard's fault for not making more interesting credits. Yeah, maybe. Give us some bloopers. Well, I'm just saying that Netflix just cuts off the credits and is like, hey, watch something else now. Oh, that is true. That's, right. what, I, that's what I meant by yeah, that. I see. Um, was it before or like, af like after this point where like, because there's like Grinch hanging out in his cave before the party and Grinch hanging out in his cave after the party. Wh where was he talking to himself? Because I really like that bit. Oh, that was before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was when he was deciding to go to the party. Because I really like when he's going through his schedule mm -hmm. and he's like, yes. well, I'm doing this. And then like 6.30, dinner with myself. Can't cancel that again. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny that he kept canceling dinner with himself. <laughs> then he also just talks to himself and the echo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's the one that my brother and I would always quote. They're like, hello, how are you? You're, You're an, an idiot. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember trying to do that, like that exact same like bit with my brothers when they would copy me growing up i'd be like uh clark is an idiot and they'd be like you're an idiot or i'd be like <laughs> i would say 
I'm an idiot. And they'd be like, yeah, you're an idiot. Like, God damn it. You got <laughs> yeah. me. Ugh. Dang it. <laughs> like it never occurred to me that they could just start talking normally <laughs> and insult me. Yep. Yeah, it was a good bit. Yeah. I just feel like I'm talking a lot, describing the no, plot of this movie very poorly. I mean, I also, I honestly don't really, I, I'm getting confused. Like, I don't know where things happen. Because like, like I said, I kind of spaced out a lot during this movie. I don't, I don't well, know what is, it is about this particular movie that I just like could not really pay attention. There's a lot of back and forth to his cave, which I think for me is the, the hard thing. But this is the one that I remember because it's the you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch mm. scene. Mm-hmm. So... This is such the a, most important one. Oh, yeah. It's a such a good song, too. Like, there's a few versions of it. And this one, I think Jim Carrey sang some of the verses on this one, at least. And mm-hmm. yeah. I think so. Yeah, it was really good. And yeah, like when he decides he's going to steal Christmas and he makes his little Santa costume and he's making his sleigh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes. Fun trivia fact. One of the singers on the song is the guy that voices Tony the Tiger. Ooh, so really? I don't know if there are multiple, but he's at least one of the other. That's great. Singers. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I had to look up trivia. <laughs> Basically, I had to look up. Did I really just see a key party? <laughs> and so when I looked that up, I got like all of this other trivia. And that's those are some of the, the things. <laughs> Supposedly, because I was I think part of the reason that I also was like, don't really remember much of this movie as I was just flipping through the IMDb trivia while the movie was going. Mm. Um, But Mm. one of them did mention that like that Jim Carrey wishes that he had pushed back more on those like adult jokes or whatever. I don't know. It, it, according to that sent like that sentence on IMDb, it made it sound like a lot of those jokes just came from like higher up production. It's like, Nope, we have to have a key party joke in here for some reason. (laughs) And we're not going to budge on that. (sighs) We got to get to the key, the swinger market. You know, we got to appeal to them. Yeah. (laughs) We got to let them know that we know you're there. (laughs) We see you. (laughs) We see you. We see you swingers. Um, But it's during the scene that there is also. um, Oh, sorry. What? Nothing. It's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's also during this scene where there is another bit of uh, trivia where the scene where the Grinch is directing Max is Jim Carrey making fun of Ron Howard's directing style? Oh, I, I think I, I saw that in a... Yeah, I think I said that I read the same thing. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really funny. Because <laughs> he even has, like, the, the like the veteran hat on and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, wow, that is very Ron Howard. <laughs> and apparently he really liked it. He was like, oh, that's really funny. I'm going to put this... We're keeping this. We're putting that in the movie. We're keeping that. <laughs> There's a lot of very good self-referential humor in this mm-hmm. movie as well especially like he breaks the fourth wall all of the time mm-hmm. and that makes me laugh Honestly, a ton yeah Jim Carrey is the best part about this movie mm-hmm. oh, like hands yeah. down I do not remember or really care about any part of the movie that is not Jim Carrey well so something I and I I think I realized this when I read it on the IMDB trivia as well but he's got like a an accent like he's doing like a British kind of accent the Grinches like mm-hmm. the whole time but nobody else has an accent. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like once I like realized that, like I couldn't not notice it and think about how he is doing. Cause apparently he was trying to do like a Sean Connery style mm, yep. like, British accent. And so like, mm-hmm. and he, that's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. It's very familiar because it sounds like Sean Connery. And I was like, whoa, yep. that's an interesting choice. And it really works. Like I wonder why he went with that, but it worked. Something which, fun, I guess. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> 
Well, he builds his sleigh and then he goes and steals Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where the movie goes. Not before seeing Santa, though. A very tiny Santa. Let's not forget this. That he does, like, before he leaves or whatever, and he's, like, looking through, like, his telescope on Mount Crumpet, he does see Santa leave a roof. Mm-hmm. Which is what makes him realize he forgot about the reindeer. Oh, yeah. And, and needs he, to make Max into mm-hmm. a reindeer. Yep. I really, Which I do really like. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But are we to assume that this Santa is the real Santa? Or is there a who Santa? Hmm. What do we all think? Well, it kind of boils down to if we think who's are people. Well, they're almost mutants. So is it an almost mutant Santa? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think it must be. I guess. They have their own Santa. Does Santa have the nose? This is what I want to know. We'll never know. We never saw. Mm -hmm. Or does, well, I mean, Santa presumably can shrink, right? Because he can fit down a chimney. Mm. So he can can shrink that much. Yeah. Well, good for him then. I guess, I guess it's just, yeah, normal Santa. All right. Man, but that means he has to go to, to every snowflake. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But he can already go around the world. Okay, this is just Is there who is on every snowflake? Is or this is this like an earth kind of situation? Right. It's like one in every yeah. like million or whatever. Yeah. I'm I, inclined to believe this is a special snowflake. All right. I mean, that's probably it would be silly to assume that there's Grinch on every <laughs> there's who's on every <laughs> every snowflake, I suppose. And Christmas celebrating who's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's probably who's who are, you know, like they're Jewish or mm-hmm. they just don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. 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 All right. They got their own special Santa and their own special Grinches. <laughs> wow. Lucky them, huh? I want a special Santa. Don't we all? I think Santa is the special Santa for people who celebrate Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes to everyone, though. I want my special Santa. Oh, okay. And Abby said cent- Abby centric Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be less creepy that way. It's less not some creepy stranger. Or more creepy. Some well, guy I guess it who's... depends on if. Yeah. Do I know the Santa? Like, are we acquainted enough, or is he just like stalking me <laughs> to know what I want for Christmas? That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's up to you. You get to pick. I want like the neighborhood friendly Santa that we all know. <laughs> we go out to the pub. We see him there. We're like, ah, oh, I'll catch you on the twenty fourth. Ah, there not, he is. Not one guy whose job is to just watch you specifically and decide <laughs> yeah. if you've been good or bad. Not my special, like, assigned only me Santa. That would be weird. I agree. <laughs> yeah, the Grinch, he goes out, out into Whoville, and he starts to steal Christmas. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, it gets very cartoony and definitely, like, takes a lot from the, mm-hmm. the original cartoon Grinch. I mean, mm-hmm. and the, the, the lead up to this was, like, uh, was straight from the book. Where, like, you had the narrator and then you had the Grinch saying things. Then you realize, like, wait a minute, I'm speaking in rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think I thought was really funny. And then he couldn't, like, he couldn't help himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he does all that. And then he goes into town. And then he starts with, uh, well, of course, what other house would he start with other than Cindy Lou Who? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I do think it's really funny that, like, when they land on the roof, like, her parents are like, oh, is that Santa? I think that's Santa. Go back to sleep. We gotta go back to sleep. <laughs> go back to sleep. <laughs> I love that. And then he, infil- he infiltrates the house. And then he almost gets, he, he, well, he does get caught mm-hmm. stealing everything. Like right when he's about to take the tree or does he hide behind the tree? He hides behind the tree. And then he, pretend, he pretends he's, he's taking Santa. the tree to stuff it up the chimney. And that's when he gets caught. He gets caught by Cindy Lou Who and he pretends that he's Santa. 
And maybe even though he's, he's got like his weird green hands green, out, he even like yeah. shoves his head through and she doesn't notice. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He he tells her that he's got to fix a light on the tree like he's taking the tree because a light is broken. And she's like, cool. Yeah. And then she asks him what Christmas is all about. And he says presents. And she's sad. <laughs> it makes me so sad. But this, like, really smart child who's gone around in all of these interviews has researched the Grinch, somehow does not realize what is happening, that she is being bamboozled. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's real weird. Because I'm, or, or am I just misremembering that, like, he, like, shoves his face through, like, the tree? He does. Yes. Yeah. And there, there is some, like, weird, like, fake snow, I think, on the tree that almost looks like a beard. But also, it's just his full green face. Yeah. And she knows him. She knows him. She's met him multiple times. And She's hung him. out She's with him. She's been to his house. Yeah. 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 You know what he looks like. But <laughs> maybe it's just like a it was the middle of the night kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe a little groggy. Yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. she thought it was a dream. Who knows? Could be. But yeah, yeah. So then. So he gets out of there then and she goes back to bed all sad. And then, then he starts like stealing everybody's Christmas. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, he's sawing through the floor, getting the, getting the Christmas tree out of that one house. He's stealing the roast beast from the fridge. Oh yeah. And their who hash. Oh yeah. <laughs> their who hash buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like loads it all up in his sleigh and he steals those little, uh, dancing plums, sugar plum. Yeah. He steals the sugar plums out of that little girl's dream, which was a funny, mm -hmm. a funny image to see. And then like right at the last house, he's like got everything loaded up in his, in his sleigh. And then he's out of gas. Nah, and man. so then Max barks at him. And then I think he says like, what are you laughing at Rudolph? <laughs> but it's funny. Cause I, I like to imagine that he's, that Max is laughing. Like, do dogs laugh by barking? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. The Grinch does. He speaks yeah. dog. That's true. And then Max pulls the whole thing. Yeah. He pulls it 3,000 feet up Mount Crumpet, which is wild. What a strong dog. That's That dog is probably stronger per pound than, than the, Grinch. the Grinch. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, because, it, because the Grinch eventually lifts up that whole sleigh that has all the presents. Mm -hmm. Max is smaller. Mm -hmm. Max is stronger than the Grinch. We I can assume so. that much. Damn. Yeah. I guess dog. so. Yeah, super dog for a super Grinch. It's only fair. So, so who's all start to wake up? Oh, that's and right. And they realize he, that Christmas is gone. Christmas is gone. And then the the Grinch has tied up or like hooked the mayor's bed um, on the back of a police car. Mm -hmm. And so when everybody starts calling the police, the policeman gets in his car and that's like, the policeman away. I was talking about earlier. <laughs> who's in charge yeah. of horny jail? Who's in charge of regular jail? <laughs> okay. I love that he walks out of this house, his house, and he's like like embarrassed that he also got robbed that's one of my favorite parts of the movie <laughs> so cute. I, I wasn't even paying that close attention to that part i gotta rewatch that scene because i i didn't even realize that i i can't remember what he exactly says but it's like i can't believe i got robbed too <laughs> and it's just very funny uh so he he drives away quickly probably because he's so embarrassed <laughs> and then the mayor's bed like comes tumbling out of his house and you can see his little like curlers in his hair. You got a very high production scene. They do that. They do that crash of the bed through the wall, like three different camera angles and then like slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> Spent a lot of money on that shot. Hey, it paid off. Mm -hmm. It looked good. Mm. Yeah. So then the mayor gets up and he's he keeps blaming 
Cindy Lou Who, because somehow he, he figures the Grinch did this, which I guess that's a pretty safe bet, considering yeah. he just destroyed the town the night before. Um, and he just starts being like, weirdly like sexist towards the little girl. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, he also is like, well, you're just like a child. But he also says like, you all listen to a little girl. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Oh, okay, Mayor. <laughs> Whatever. It's backwards thinking, dude. But then her dad like finally sticks up for her and he's like, I'm glad that the Grinch stole Christmas because then we can realize what's like truly important. And everybody starts holding hands and singing songs. They're all happy. Mm-hmm. They're singing their mm. they're singing their little song. Which so this this movie was adapted from the like 1960 whatever like animation. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. from my from what I read, the original Grinch in the book was never colored. Like they just made him green, I guess, mm. in the animation. Gotcha. Um, so, so I this is all just to say, like, I wonder is that song that they sing because I know they sing that in the animation, but was that ever like written out or did they just make that for for that one? Because this is like the Who song in this. Yeah, I don't know. It must have been. I don't remember it in the book. Granted, it's been a few years. I don't even think I've ever read. I've I, my only like knowledge of this comes from watching that animation on CBS. So I, I like I know nothing about the original story that was that like Dr. Seuss wrote. I mean, it's, I don't know. it's basically exactly the same as the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't think there's they don't think they show the lyrics to the song in the book. I wonder if it's a I wonder if that came from the the animation then. And then this movie lifted it from that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just a thought that I had. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, but so the Grinch hears them all singing and kind of has like a real like moment where his his heart grows three sizes because he's like, oh, I get it now. It's about spending time with people you love and everything. And so he his heart like he has like a little heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he is nice to Max for the first time. And Max comes over and licks his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he realizes that he needs to go save the all the Christmas stuff because it's about to fall off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. And so he gets up there and he starts like trying to catch it. And then he's like, well, I guess it is only presents after all because he's having a hard time. Can't really pull it up. And then we see that Cindy Lou Who has come up there to visit him to say hello. And she's on top of it. And so he's like, oh, shit, well, now I got to I gotta save this <laughs> yeah. little girl. And he yells, I'll save you, Cindy Lou Who. And then he uses his Grinch super strength. There it is. And he lifts yeah. up the sleigh above his head and saves her life and all the Christmas presents. And then they slide back down the mountain. And then they uh, almost crash into the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Um, because the mother, um, uh, Cindy Lou Who's mom, played by Molly Shannon, um, mm-hmm. they, her and Martha May Huvier hold up a string of lights together because they're friends now. Um, and they stop the sleigh. And then for some reason, the dad stands in front of the sleigh, even though he really didn't seem like he had to, um, <laughs> just to, in case Yeah, to stop it from moving. And then they all, the Grinch is almost arrested and he confesses to that cop and the mayor tries to get him arrested too. And then the cop's like, I heard what he did. He said he's sorry. I heard that he's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. How much... Uh, do do people even go to jail in Whoville? No, I don't think so. Like, it, it, no. it, there's... And, like, all these kid stories like that, there's always a jailer, and it always seems like there... Who goes to jail in these places? If not the Grinch, I don't know who. Yeah, no, for real. Right. He blew up the town. 
And nobody even tries to catch him. They just run away. Yeah. Well, they're too yeah. scared. Yeah, this is the only time during the whole thing that the cop has tried to catch the Grinch. That's because it was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right there. He's right there. He, he was right there with his hands out in front of mm-hmm. him. Yeah, but he's sorry, so I'll let it slide. But yeah, so then they start singing their, their Who song. Well, Martha May gives back the ring. Oh, Can't yeah. forget right, about right. that. Right. Gives the ring back to the mayor and then gets horny for the Grinch again. Yeah, do they mm-hmm. even really like get together, or does she just say like, "I think it's there's implied. somebody else on my mind"? Yeah, because then she yeah, looks at the Grinch, and, the, and then the Grinch okay. is just like, "Oh, me!" But they, they don't even like <laughs> kiss or anything. No, right? I don't think mm-hmm. so. Oh, okay. they hold hands implied. during the singing. That's it. Mm, okay. Um, but I, I really like how when they're singing the song at the end, the Grinch doesn't know the words and is just saying gibberish. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's just he's just mumbling stuff. I really like that. That is funny. That was, I think, one of the, my favorite parts of the movie because he's like he's grown he's like he's not like evil anymore but he's still just like doesn't give a shit <laughs> yeah yep. like, i don't know what this is but I'll, I'll i'll join in i'll have fun and that's how the grinch stole christmas and saved it a classic which i do kind of think this is like a pretty cla- like a pretty classic movie mm-hmm. yeah Def- definitely for sure well should we go into final thoughts and ratings i think so yeah All right abby you are our guest you can go first uh, final thoughts. What are we rating out of? Uh, we are rating it out of five candy canes. <laughs> okay. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I still love it. It, it to me, it still held up. I still enjoyed it a ton. Um, I would still consider it my favorite Christmas movie. Um, yeah, I'll give it five candy canes. Why not? That wow. sounds great. Five wow. candy canes. Five candy canes. Dang, Paul. <laughs> final um, thoughts on your rating. I. I really like this movie. I definitely think it's one of those ones where I will not watch it for a few years. And then that rewatch is so it's, it's just fun to watch. And it is like a really nostalgic movie as well. Um, and Jim Carrey does such a good job. He's such a good, mm-hmm. he's the golden Grinch. Yeah. Jim um, Carrey's great. Yeah. Just like so good. And the world building was really good. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm gonna give it a four. I think four candy canes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Solid. Wow. Yeah, I I enjoyed the movie, um, and I think I think a lot of it was like movie fatigue from having just watched another movie mm-hmm. again. The most movies I've watched in more than a year, watched in one day. Uh, so I I did have like a little bit of like difficulty like paying attention and just like oh okay more movie. I don't know. Plus some of like the side story stuff that they added, just like didn't all quite like all quite sit right with me. But I still enjoyed it. Had a good time. And really, I mostly like this because I really like Jim Carrey's performance in it. Um, not, it's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it three out of five candy canes. That's all right. Great. Pretty respectable scores all around. I'd say so. Heck Still yeah. a good movie to watch during your uh, your winter holiday season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I don't have anything to add. I don't know why I started <laughs> saying a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a fun one for especially parents to watch with kids, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to get a good enjoyment out of it. In get at least two jokes just for you. <laughs> yeah, you can see that yes. key party. Feel recognized as a swinger. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone's yeah. favorite, two, two jokes about adultery. <laughs> yeah. One right after the other. <laughs> yeah, so. with, within like two minutes. Yep. There you go. That's it for our episode uh, on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Thanks for listening, everybody. Abby, Ooh. do you have anything to plug? Uh, I am 
A-B-I underscore J-E-A-N on Twitter and without the underscore on Insta, I think. But that's it. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks thanks for for joining us. This is great. Thanks for recording. Thanks for making me watch this movie again. (laughs) This is great. Oh, of course. Thanks for agreeing to watch a movie. (laughs) Yeah. For this this dumb podcast that we do. You both have to text me when you hear jingle bells. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yep. let me we know. We might do it right after. Think. I'm gonna I'm gonna download <laughs> yeah. it for sure right now. Um, Sweet, Paul. Do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, yeah, I'll just plug uh, the the PJ Paul and Merry Christmas video that PJ Willett and I made a few years ago. Don't oh, there is a very topical one that you've also done. Oh yeah. Uh, I wasn't gonna plug that one though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like it as much. What? <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> We also recorded our own version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which we just covered it. We didn't write our own material for that one. But go check it out on YouTube if you want. I think it's just if you type in PJ Paul and Mary, M-A-R-Y, then you'll you'll find it. Um, nice. But that's all I got. Cool. Yeah, you can find me on the internet at Dharma Party. You can also buy something from my website, dharmaparty.art slash store. At this point, it's too late to get to you for Christmas, but you can still give me money. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, if you have any other thoughts about the show or about the Grinch, you can send those on Twitter uh, at Nostalgia System, or you can send us an email, Nostalgia System Podcast at gmail.com. You can give the show money on Patreon, patreon.com slash Nostalgia Entertainment System. Uh, leave a review and tell everyone you know. Tell all those mutated who's that you know to listen to this show. <laughs> They've only got so much time before they melt, and they should experience this show at least once. Thanks to Brendan Casey for making the theme song for Movie Chris Month, Movie Movie, TMTMTM. You can find him on Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Katana Boy. Uh, finally, thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find him on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we're talking the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Claymation Special. Wow. Stay tuned for that, everybody, in one week. You can listen to old episodes and stay tuned that way. Well, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.